Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Talking Games with Kelly and Andrew. I'm Andrew. And I am Kelly. Wahoo! Oh, wow. Wah, wahoo! Oh, wow. Okay. It's uh-huh. a me. Kelly. Mamma mia. Mamma mia. You know, I don't think of that as Mario's main phrase, but sure, we sure did hear that a lot on Friday. Mamma mia! I guess we should we should save that conversation for later. Sure, sure. Uh, Kelly, we got a big one. Tons of news. We don't have a lot of news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a ton of news. Uh, some interesting news, though. Um, including a potential Persona 3 remake. <gasps> tease hint leak um a lot uh, as well as jet set radio reboot um these were it was part of like an internal video uh and uh it was from uh sega japan there's like a really short like maybe five seconds clip of what could potentially be a Persona 3 remake, and then a little bit of Sonic Frontiers, which looks a lot better than uh, the actual game that came out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mind you, this was 2021, so Frontiers was not out yet. And then a little bit of what looks to be a Jet Set Radio reboot, uh, because it says Jet Set Radio on the building behind him. Uh, this supposedly is all footage in development, um, whatever that means. I mean, obviously, we've seen Sonic Frontiers because it came out. <laughs> no, no longer in development. Now it's just in our hands. Right. So I don't really know, like, uh, what this means. I don't really under. I, I'm not sure. I understand the validity of the uh, of the uh, source. Uh, but uh. I think this is maybe one of the least corroborated things uh, of as far as like leaks we've talked about. It's definitely low on the tier list, but I just yeah. wanted to talk about it because like I just really want a Persona 3 remake. I really, really want that. I want to play Persona 3 really bad. I have a lot of experience with the with the game through like cultural osmosis, but like I want to I want to play the game and I've been waiting because I had, you know, this gut feeling it was getting remade soon. Now soon is not exactly the definition we're using. Even if it did come out, I was wrong about the soon part. Yeah, I think I... Agree. I mean, I would also like to see Persona 3 remade. There's something about the character... So the character's name is Yukari. That's the only thing we see in this little supposed leak. Um, but her character model to me kind of looks like just like the 3D models everybody uses in like their little like renders and stuff, like fan art and stuff like that, which is why I'm a little bit suspicious of it because she doesn't have like a high definition or high quality 3D model. Her 3D model is like polygonal. So uh, anyway, the, the point is, is that I just don't know if this is, I don't know. I just don't trust it. I also feel like they, if they really are doing a Persona 3 remake, uh, they really need to strike while the iron's hot because they don't really have a whole lot. I mean, they have like Persona 5, they have a gotcha game going right now. 
uh, happening. Uh, and that's really it. That's any, that's everything that people are supposed to be hyped about. Um, and it's not very hypeable in my opinion, especially for Western audiences who don't really engage with gotchas as much. Um, so I think it would be wise for them to release a Persona 3 remake and, and a Jet Set Radio remake, reboot for that matter, like sooner rather than later. Um, yeah. They need something because obviously I, I don't think we're going to hear about Persona 6 for a long time. Um, and even if we don't hear about it for a long time, it's definitely not going to be out until I'm like 50 years old. So <laughs> just kidding. It's a joke. It's, it's not true. a joke. It's not a joke. It's true. But I think the pro- the prospect of these things are very exciting. I think a Jet Set Radio reboot would be really cool. I just, for me, it's been, what, seven years since since Persona 5 came out originally? No, six years. Well, that's not that far off, but still. Yeah, I think it's, it's sixth anniversary is in a couple days here. Oh, yeah. I think it might have been a few days ago. I think it was April 4th. Uh, um, yeah. Let's see. I think it was April 4th, 2017. Yeah. But but uh it's been 6 years. That's a lot of time to develop a lot of interesting quality of life and visual flair updates if this remake is the core team and I'd just be thrilled to see what they're going to make if this is real. So yeah. Something that is real now. The live action Minecraft movie confirmed to be starring Jason Momoa is coming out April 4th 2025 Minecraft 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 why is it live action I truly don't understand the concept of live action Minecraft maybe it'll be like a hybrid like some of it's in live action and then he gets like sucked into the Minecraft world okay Thanks for Warner Brothers, hit me up. Uh, yeah, I I, I'm sure they haven't thought you. about that yet. <laughs> I got a lot of thoughts and ideas for you. I'm not excited. I think this is a silly idea, and I think they announced it at this specific juncture because of maybe some other news going on, and they thought maybe that would make uh, make things look a little better for them, make things more exciting for the audience. Yeah. I guess I'm curious about Jason Momoa. I don't I don't know what that man's acting chops are like. I've not I don't seen either. him in a film. I've only seen him at, on like talk shows. I don't really either because I saw him in Game of Thrones in the first season and he really didn't have that much to do. I mean, he barely spoke. He just had to like stand around and look intimidating. And when you're like six foot five and like 300 pounds pure muscle, it's not that hard to do that. But if he's but, made of... Um, if he's made of blocks, it's going to be a lot harder to look scary. Yeah, or if he's like a big creeper. I I feel like if he's the star, he probably won't be a creeper. Okay. Well, Maybe like in real I life, so, well, Warner Brothers, some of my ideas are hits and some are misses, so you're just going to have to be a little bit we'll but just have to be open nothing. with each other. Yeah, all or nothing. Please hire me. <laughs> I would love money, more money. Okay. That's hey. a little okay. Speaking of money, and money. movies. Shmoney. Big Big shmoney. Uh, a little movie came out this weekend. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's uh, I think it's based on a video game. I feel like we do this bit every single time. I feel like we do this bit where it's like we don't know what we're talking about. 
and all the audience is like, we get it. Like the Mario movie came out this weekend. Like we understand the bit. Like you don't have to drag it out like this. Like you're really beating a dead horse at this point. Like the horse was buried and you Wait, unburied it and now you're beating, beating a dead it. Yoshi. <gasps> I would literally never do that. <laughs> would you beat a dead horse? No, no. I just especially not a Yoshi because uh, Yoshi is like a person to me. Uh, much like Luigi is like a person to me uh, because Luigi is the brother of Mario and the Mario movie opened this weekend um, and it oh, had it the did? biggest opening weekend. Yeah. It had the biggest opening weekend of any animated movie surpassing frozen two at uh, 377 million doll hairs and rising. Um, I don't think this is particularly surprising Mario is such a huge property. It's like, of course. Uh, um, it, it took me a hair by surprise. I didn't. I wouldn't have put money on it being the highest, the fastest grossing animated movie ever. That's. I that's mean, pretty big. Let's think about the way movies work now. I mean, if you think about it, big animated movies don't really come out anymore. Yeah. The past few have been kind of flops at the box office, not remarking on their quality at all because I haven't seen any of them. But more and more people go when there's big movie events like this. There's more people in the world. So more people are seeing movies. And Mario is such a huge property. It was like bound to happen. Now, I, I'm not really sure like when we think about Disney because really Disney and DreamWorks are the only other two studios, groups, whatever you want to call them, putting out animated movies. Um, but they also go to VOD really fast nowadays. Uh, even Frozen 2 went to VOD really fast, I think because it came out during COVID. Didn't it come out in 2020? No. It came 2019? Out COVID. Okay. Well... My point being is that I was tickled, but not shocked. I also, this is one thing that's just different about movies versus video games. I would like love to just see the number of people that saw it because I'm sure it's more than most video game sales. But like, for example, we were talking about like Resident Evil 3 remake the other day and that game sold 3 million copies in its opening weekend and... That sounds way less impressive than, what was it, $377 million? Yep. Let me just do some fast math right now. Approximately, approximately $180 million is what RE4 Remake would have made, which is not quite $400 million, but that's half. Yeah. I just would love to see the numbers of people seeing it because like I like that data more. Obviously, when you look at when the studios are looking, they care about the dollars, not the heads that are going to see it. But mm -hmm. I'm also thinking cuz like when we saw it, tickets were $20 each. Mm -hmm. And we live in technically a low-cost part of the country. Mm -hmm. there's a lot of places that aren't low cost that probably cost more than $20. Right. I just want to know how the math works. Just tell me the math. 
Universal, call me. Universal, we have some questions about the numbers we'd like to run by you. Yeah, I don't believe you guys. I, uh, oh, well, you didn't need to drag them like that. Mm, I kind of did. To be fair, when we, me and Andrew, the hosts of your beloved video game podcast, went to go see the Mario movie this weekend, the theater was full. Packed. So, packed to the brim. I sat next to a a child who who seemed to have a really, really good time watching the movie. Because every time something um, video game adjacent happened, he turned to his mom in excitement. Um and I turned to Andrew in excitement, and I said, hey, that's Mario from the Mario video games. <laughs> Andrew, do you know who that is? <laughs> I was like, let me quiz him real quick. Andrew, who is that? Who's that guy in green? You could have. There's a lot to quiz on, to be fair. Like, not the Mario characters, but like, so this movie starts in, in Brooklyn, New York, and in that world, I guess Nintendo exists. Uh, but Mario's not a Nintendo character. He's just a guy. Because He's just a fella. There were references to Punch-Out, Kid Icarus, Balloon Fight, um, um, Duck Hunt. Yes. And uh, it's not a spoiler. Discoon. Um, I know Kelly <laughs> was really excited about Discoon. He's my favorite character. Discoon was the mascot for the Famicom disk system, an add-on for the Famicom, the Japanese equivalent to the Nintendo Entertainment System. He was used only on the manuals of the Famicom disk system games. And he's in this movie. And I've seen him around because, like, Nintendo games that like to reference themselves, like WarioWare and stuff like that, occasionally have a discoon in there, and they toss him in. But I really wouldn't have expected to see such an obscenely obscure reference in this movie. Yeah. That was a deep cut. That was for, like, the super fans, you know? I guess that made me a super fan. Super fan. Yeah. Honestly, when you said that, I was like, I don't even know where I am right now, what this man is talking about. I just came to see uh, Mario and Luigi. Uh, emphasis on the Luigi. You certainly saw one of those characters. That's true. That's true. Because um, Luigi wasn't in it. Right. What? Um, he had like three lines. Ah, uh, he was in the movie. Let's be serious. He was if he was in the movie enough for me to develop feelings for him, then he was in the movie enough. There, I said it. I made a self discovery watching the movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and that is I love Luigi. I have feelings for him. It's very real, and I won't be taking any questions at this time. Thank you. You have feelings for Bowser. Okay. Well, Kelly, Kelly, I'm going to out you. I'm going to out you. Okay, how you ready? about? No, it's too late. I'm doing it. Okay. Kelly leans over to me moments into the movie, <laughs> seconds into the movie, like literally the second that the opening scroll is done. Scroll. It's not Star Wars. Kelly leans over and she says, I'm not going to lie. Bowser's kind of sexy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um. And I leaned back and I said, can you repeat that? Because the theater was loud at this point. The movie had started and I was like, I didn't hear her right. There's no way. And then she repeated those exact words again. And I was like, wow. Yeah, I doubled down. I'm not ashamed of who I am. Your voice is shaking. <laughs> Listen, the Listening. people that get it, get it. And the people that don't, don't. I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's just something that I, it's a personal journey for me personally. Uh, So anyway, so there. So there. <laughs> Let the me end. ask you this, Kelly. Okay. We talked after the film for a little bit about our thoughts. Have your opinions changed at all since since Friday evening? Um, I don't think so. Interesting. I'm trying to here's my issue is yeah. that um I'm trying to like look at it from a more critical mind. It's hard for me to be critical of a children's movie because I try to envision myself as the target audience and as the target audience, I think I would thoroughly enjoy the movie. I think as a parent, not that I am one, but the older people watching this movie, a lot of them probably are parents. I think that they probably enjoyed it as well. Um, it's hard because I don't necessarily, I'm not saying the movie was good. I don't think <laughs> it was bad. Um, I think that it was just sort of middling. I don't think that there was anything necessarily wrong with it. Um, but it's not something that I would like pay to watch again. And it's not something that mm -hmm. even I would really choose to watch again, unless it was like on in the background or something like that. It's fun for people who like the games, I'm sure. Um, I like the games. Yeah. And there were, but, it's it's so it's such a harmless movie. It's like so hard to be like it was too long because it wasn't. And it felt it almost felt too long, but then I was like, that was eighty five minutes. I guess I should not say that. Yeah, and it it wasn't like there was nothing particularly groundbreaking about it, um, no. or ground pounding, if you will. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I thought that the voice cast did pretty good job i mean i can't be like you know they did great because it's like how do you even improve on characters who barely have voices anyway uh i didn't think chris pratt was that bad <laughs> which I is think... funny because he was kind of the one i was dreading the most i thought he was going to be like linda belcher the whole <laughs> movie which was not necessarily the case um i, I thought jack black he... was really good oh yeah that's the one thing that but he I... always is he yeah. always is I I've think never seen that, before. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. Uh, I think that for me, Chris Pratt didn't stand out as bad. This is going to get scathing. Not scathing, just harsh. I think he didn't stick out as bad because everybody was bad. Um, Nobody gave a... Okay. Everybody but one person didn't give a bad performance. They just were present, you know? There was nobody right. that, that sounded excited to be there except maybe jack black and charlie day but those two characters were largely background elements um yeah bowser was used like three times through the movies through the movie and it was like for the same shtick three times right and i didn't it was it was fine but like bowser's cool 
I want a Bowser to like get a mega mushroom and start destroying stuff and like do all this crazy destruction and be like angry. But he kind of just like he he gets introduced. He's sultry for the remainder of the film. He talks about Peach a lot and says it says some mildly inappropriate things about her. And then and then the and then he comes back for the finale and he doesn't really do much. So yeah. he just felt underused and he was the highlight of the movie but like also kind of not the highlight of the movie. Like his voice was the best out of everybody but like it wasn't utilized. And everybody else was fine. I think Charlie Day was probably one of the best but he is he's the damsel of the film so he doesn't have anything to say most of the movie. Um, I think Seth Rogen sounded like Seth Rogen. Anya Taylor-Joy sounded like Anya Taylor-Joy. Chris Pratt sounded like Chris Pratt. And that's not, you know, to no fault of their own. The only person that I was like... I like Fred Armisen. I, I genuinely think he's funny, and I like him. And I didn't think that his casting was a an ill omen. I could not stand the cranky kong character in this movie and that was the one voice that i was like oh my god you are you are truly being insufferable please please <laughs> stop speaking and i don't know how many people agree with that that might just be me not liking the voice he was going for but i did not like him yeah i mean it's it's hard because it's like so many of these actors that they that they picked for their roles are mm -hmm. are are great like live action actors. Mm -hmm. I think that doesn't always translate super well to voice acting. I don't think I don't necessarily think Chris Pratt is that great of an actor. I don't think he's bad. I think he's right in the middle. But his his voice acting choices were very like muted. It wasn't super over the top. And I wonder if also maybe that has something a little bit to do with the voice direction because that oh, could yeah. also have a big impact on you know, how the actors are performing. Like, maybe he went in with, like, a really crazy, like, intense Italian accent. And they were like, hey, you there's, gotta, there's you gotta rumors that back. he sounded like Tony Soprano, and they told him he had to stop talking <laughs> like that. See, I think I, like, I think I would have enjoyed that. But anyway. But yeah, the I same agree. with, like, Anya Taylor-Joy. Like, I, I love her. I think she's a great actress. Incredible, I, yeah. I enjoy watching, like, everything that she's in. And I thought she did a fine job as Peach, but she wasn't, you know, it wasn't outstanding i just i feel like maybe the voice director was a little bit too like we don't want to sound too goofy like yeah it's a video game it's a mario movie but we can't go too crazy so but characters like i was actually kind of surprised because i feel like seth rogan as a person is very animated i kind of felt like his donkey kong voice was a little bit more uh i don't i didn't like love donkey kong in the movie i didn't love mm -mm. the jock thing i thought no. that was kind of lame um He's I, silly. He's not stupid. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Um, I didn't, I, the, you know, it's so, it's hard because it looked really good. I mean, visually it was beautiful. Uh, the textures on the characters. I mean, I can't even imagine the amount of time that went into animating this movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, thought the soundtrack was fine i kind of didn't get the 80s so a lot of it there's a lot yeah. of 80s music interspersed for whatever reason i didn't really get that because mario uh, came out in the 80s 
obviously. I get. I mean, I guess, but it, it was kind of like the kids don't really know this music. No. And the adults that are watching it, I don't know. It just seemed a little bit trite to me. Um, a, a couple of the inclusions, especially like there's a scene, there's a carting scene that features "Take on Me," and like they like cut out chunks of the song, so it like jumped forward in a really not smooth way. And I was like, this feels like there was a different song written for this scene. And then last minute they were like, uh, let's put it in take on me. Just make it whatever length it needs to be for that scene. We can't reanimate it. Yeah. And I think like some Donkey Kong country music would have been awesome there. Yeah. Or yeah. Like at the end credits theme was great. It was like mm-hmm. a, it was like a mashup. It was like a medley of a bunch of different like main themes from Mario games. Like there was like the galaxy theme, which I love the super Mario galaxy theme. Uh, there was like, I don't know. And I just felt like they could have done a little bit more with that. And they didn't, I think that the original games music is so recognizable and so good that it's like, exactly. it's hard to understand why they wouldn't. Um, and they succeeded when they did like the last two action sequences in this film, which happened like back to back. Both of those use Mario music. And that was my favorite part of the movie to watch because, like, I love Bonnie Tyler, but I would have much preferred some Mario music during Mario action, you know? I think it just gives it a little more uh, personality because you could put that, you can put 80s music in anything, but you can only put Mario music in one thing. Yeah, exactly. I think you hit the nail on the head there. Like, that's my biggest thought is missed opportunity i don't Mm -hmm. think this this film i said it to you after it ended it was inoffensive this isn't like the uncharted movie where i left feeling like slighted (laughs) (laughs) they still like there is heart somewhere in this movie there were people who were involved in making this movie that clearly do care about the property but there were also a lot of executive hands on this and that shows and there were just a lot of opportunities that I think were kind of kind of missed. And like the whole argument about hiring big voice actors instead of just having them be mostly mute is, oh, we got to give them character. Uh, they didn't write any character into these characters. Like there was no personality beti- behind anybody. And I think the assumption behind executives is probably like, oh, people know Mario. We don't need to like write character. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, people know Mr. Wahoo. They don't know Chris Pratt's italian plumber right right we didn't need to see mario's fingers (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i just i don't know it was fun i mean it wasn't like i i'm sure it will spawn about a million other video game movies oh yeah starting with this minecraft movie um it's just a new it's a new frontier and i think people are now realizing that this this kind of stuff is like a huge money maker. Oh yeah. Cuz gamers spend a lot of money. Probably the most like consumptuous, I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> we probably consume the most and spend the most money on our hobby. I mean, come on. Think about think about a video game. Nowadays they're $70 mm-hmm. or 60. You probably buy quite a few in a year. You buy the consoles, you buy, for some of us, we buy the console and the PC uh, because we're a little bit maybe too frivolous with our money. Uh, (laughs) 
I'm talking <laughs> about myself here. Um, no. <laughs> uh, but 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 like think about The Last of Us. I mean that mm-hmm. show. It, it was it was huge, and they made a lot of money off of it. And now it's like okay, we made money off of that. We made money off the Mario movie. It's not necessarily. I mean, I think about like older titles, and it's like they're not really older. Like I think about Castlevania, which isn't really old, but you yeah. know, it that's a video game title. It just didn't make as much money because it was a animated show on Netflix. I think that people are going to put more marketing push into these video game properties now, and it's just going to be a huge boom instead of you know a bunch of remakes and reboots of old shows and movies, now it's going to be video games. That's the new frontier, I think. Ah, uh, yeah, so. I think you're right. I mean, $400 million in four days or whatever, that's <sighs> yeah, nothing Yeah, that's nothing to, to sniff at. That's nothing to kick your shoe at. That's nothing to tip your M hat at. That's nothing to... Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Eat a La- mushroom at. Yeah. Oh, that's one thing. I didn't like that when Mario ate a mushroom, instead of getting taller, he just, like, grew. Like, he was still the exact same dimensions, just larger. So, like, when he stood next to Peach, he just had a massive head. And I was like, whoa, all right. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to have two final thoughts. One is about the experience. Uh, I really wanted a Zelda trailer to show before the movie because I saw that it did at some people's theaters, but I guess that was one of the commercials and not the previews because we got there right as the previews were starting because our concession line took 30 minutes um, and there was no Zelda trailer and that disappointed me greatly, but that had nothing to do with the film. And I think for me, when I left that theater, I would have been like, yeah, inoffensive, six out of 10. Now... After a couple days of thinking about it and talking to some people and just, like, letting it stew, mm, four out of ten. Like, not a good movie. Not terrible. You know, it's not a two out of ten, can't watch. If it had been longer, probably, yeah, can't watch. But it was short enough that I was like, all right, if they really pinpoint and hone in on the, the heart of what this movie had, the really caring, like, the care that was put into certain elements and they focus on that let those creative people create whatever's next because i at this stage it looks like the next movie will be another mario movie before i saw it i would have assumed like oh they probably have donkey kong well in development and they probably have something else nintendo ready to go after that but now i'm like i guess the next one will probably be mario 2 i hope that there's a lot more heart put into it and they give it a lot more room to breathe and be fun. And I hope that the Wario casting probably is good and somebody who really wants to be there, please. Yeah, I would like more Luigi in the next movie. Thank you. I would like it to be Luigi's Mansion. And that's all I have to say about that. If I were to give it a star rating, I would give it 2.5 stars out of 5. Okay, so we're very similar then. Yeah. It's not, I feel like that makes it sound worse than it is. If you really like Mario, you'll probably love this movie. I just don't feel like it was worth $20, but. But you also might not, because I love Mario deeply and I didn't care about this movie. So <laughs> That's it's like, true. You really it's never hit or miss. Know. And yeah. I know I have some, some friends from 
my high school days that adore Mario and they saw this movie, they loved it, you know? I have a coworker and she went with her kids. They all loved it. Like people love it and and that's the key thing is if you like it good, like if you were interested in this movie genuinely, do not let us stop you from going. The reviews are all middle of the road. No, they're not all middle of the road. They fall in the middle of the road because there's a lot of people in the middle, but there's also a ton of people all the way on the one side that hate it and then a lot of people that are really far on the other side that love it. Just got to go see. Got to go see and see if you love it. And honestly, go on like a uh, day that is not $20. Yeah. Yeah. Or just wait for it to come on VOD. VOD. Because you know what's crazy is no matter the plot of the movie, like if anybody tries to spoil you, it's like, okay, it's a Mario movie. Uh, You cannot be spoiled. (laughs) (laughs) I am not going to spoil the specifics, but I will say that the post credits was terrible because it it was something that was in the movie. Yeah, just go home. There was a character. Okay. I'm just. If you're interested in. If you're going to watch this movie and you really don't want to know the very very light spoiler uh thanks for listening bye okay for those who stayed it's confusing to me because during the movie while they're going through the mario world um you see yoshis there's a bunch of yoshis in the background they were in a trailer yeah and then at the end of the film in the post credits i should say it's a Yoshi egg opening. And I was like, we Yoshi was in the trailer. Why is that the post credits? Yeah. It was confusing. And I think maybe they didn't know if this movie was going to succeed. So they went really safe with that. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I I don't think they're worth it. I don't think it's worth staying in the movie theater for like 10 extra minutes just to see a Yoshi egg. No, get out before before the crowd because, you know, we left as everybody left and it was it was rough. Teehee. Sorry, what? I said teehee. I Why? chuckled. I giggled. Why? Because I felt like it. Okay. Okay. Don't yell at me. Why are you asking me why I'm laughing? We clearly need to wrap up because there's a, a, an aggression going on right now. <laughs> We're going to have some like crazy podcast host drama. It's going to go on Twitter. We're going to be Team Andrew, <laughs> Team Kelly. You guys have to pick. Yeah. And then we're going to start two separate podcasts. One that's talking games with <laughs> Kelly and one that's talking games with Andrew. And they come out the same time and they're the same length every time. And there's also gaps. Yeah. So basically, it's just the same show, but I'm going to release two audio files. Yeah. You can... Uh... You can, uh, yeah. Uh, last your team note. Kelly mugs. Oh, sorry. Last note. Uh, my falafel sliders before the movie. They were not good. Oh, I had some baked brie. We all know how I feel about baked cheese. And it was fine. <laughs> I think it was better than the before Uncharted movie. Baked brie. That's true. And I had a Dr. Pepper, which was really tasty. And I had some popcorn at the movie and a slushy. So you know what? Honestly, kind of a good night for me. Oh, yeah. The experience was great because I was with my my buddy, my pal, my amigo Kelly. But if I went alone, I would have had a bad time. Aw. Well, I'm glad you didn't have a bad time. No. (laughs) I'm having a bad time now because this podcast should be over. 
Oh, all right. Jeez. All right. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. I love you, audience. I'll take the hint. All right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you had a really stellar swell and fantastic uh, week and and week. And I, uh, um, uh, sorry, I'm falling apart. Deep breath. Um, Wrap it up. Okay. Bye.